On today's TN Take, we dive into one of the worst NFL rankings lists ever released. Thank you, Peter King, for this one. It has a great conversation from us. Uh, we get into the Giants very heavily at the end, so you're going to want to keep your money close to you to throw on this bet that we're going to release. And then we get into the NBA being back and the format that they're bringing to the table and what that means for teams like the Magic, the Wizards, Grizzlies, Blazers, Pelicans, all the guys that are coming back from this, uh, who might come back from injuries. It's a great conversation there. And then we get into the 5 for 5, and we're going to pick a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, flex, kicker. That starts with our first initial. It's a great one. Very interesting. And we're going to start off the show on a serious note, a little different from what we normally do today, when we're joined by a great guest and friend of ours, Dee Brown, who leads us in a conversation regarding what's going on in our world. And I highly recommend listening to it. It was a great conversation. Um, so we'll start that one off right after this message from our very good friends, Phoenix Fitness. That's FNX Fitness. Head over to their website and get your supplements and gear now. Start getting into the body that you want to be in. Get going. It's a great time. We're in quarantine. Don't sit on the couch like us. Go do you. Go for runs. Get your supplements now. 15% off on us with the code FNXCMULS. That's capital FNX, lowercase C-M-U-L-L-S. Go get yours today. 15% off. Here we go. It is, we'll say Thursday, June 4th. We are joined by our good friend D. Brown because we want to talk about what's going on in the world. There's been a lot going on. We feel that we should comment on it, have a discussion about it. So I guess D. Brown, like, what are you? Where are you at right now? With, I mean, your team is the Saints. Drew Brees has come out and said a couple things that have gone uh, quite the opposite direction that he thought they were going to go. And I guess we just want to hear, like, where your mind is, what your take is on everything that's happening right now. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I'm definitely not the first person to say this, but, I mean, obviously what Drew Brees said is a little unsettling. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure it kind of, like, shook a few people up and whatever. Some people weren't expecting it. Um, I guess he kind of just has that old head mentality. But at the same time, I don't think um, there was anything wrong with what he said. He didn't come out and say, you know, whatever, like all lives matter or anything like that. Like he was just mm -hmm. saying like, you know, I want to disrespect the flag and this and that. And he didn't really like pick a side, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I so, feel that. Um, and I, I think I saw recently that he like came out and apologized. Yeah. I think this morning he came out with an apology and uh, him and Mike Thomas went back and forth. They're all good. So I saw that. That was uh, just recently, actually, this afternoon that that happened. Right. But, but uh, yeah, no, it's definitely interesting. I mean, I wasn't expecting it. I'm sure no one here was expecting that. No. Especially, uh, I was most surprised about just because of where it seemed like he stood on that type of situation back last season. So right. I think he had a few comments that 
were the opposite of what he had recently said. So I think that's yeah. what sparked so much surprise in that comment from his teammates, especially. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, uh, I don't have too much input on it. I mean, just because it, you know, I'm going to go down as my favorite player. I'm sorry, but uh, you know, oh, really, yeah. I'm all for. It. I think I think he should retire. I think that's you should retire too. I mean, but best solution I think is would be him retiring. To be honest. I saw Shannon Sharp talking about him, and he said he doesn't see any other option other than him retiring. Did he really? Really? Yeah, he said he's been in NFL locker rooms. He knows what it takes to be a leader in there. Yeah. And he doesn't think that if Drew Brees comes back, that the players will listen to him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be split a couple ways in that regard because there's going to be the guys that come back and accept his apology, and then there's going to be the guys that are on the fence with him just because, yeah, he did say it and he did mean what he said at that moment. Right. So it carries uh, some well, weight with it. Well, well, my big thing is I saw Nick Wright talk about it on First Things First this morning, and he said the guy that he Drew Brees was doing the interview with, he asked him two questions. He asked, how do you think the NFL will respond to players potentially kneeling this season again, and what is your response to do in a time like this? And he totally – misunderstood the question because he talked about the flag and what his grandfathers did as veterans. He's, he acted like his grandfathers were the only one that were veterans. And Malcolm Jenkins talked about it in the video that he posted about it. His grandfathers were veterans. Obviously they were black. And when they came back and they wore, wore their uniforms, they got beat up. They got attacked. And Drew Brees was insensitive, and he totally miss, had a missight on everything that he was talking about. Because the entire time that Colin Kaepernick was kneeling, he wasn't kneeling because of the flag. There was an Army sergeant that said, hey, instead of sitting for the national anthem, kneel because it won't give off the negative connotation that you're disrespecting the flag. And by Colin Kaepernick kneeling and basically sacrificing his career, he was basically telling us four years ago about this police brutality and was trying to avoid things that just happened. So that, that's my take on it. I'm glad that he apologized, but I think with some teammates like Michael Thomas, you know, he said, oh, well, as Christians, I was always told to apologize, but there's going to be other people that aren't going to let his actions slide. But even when the George Floyd incident first came up, as athletes, you have that higher platform to go to your state and local governments and say, how can we be better? How can we improve our community as a whole? And I, ju I just think Drew Brees went about it the wrong way. So that, that's my take on it. I thought with it is, I just think the timing of it doesn't make sense. I mean, he's seen what's going on the past two weeks and, like you just completely yeah. missed the mark. It just kind of like came out and said that. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think like it's better to be riding on the fucking street and you're going to say that? Like, really? Yeah. That's, that's my thing. I just think he completely missed the mark. I mean, if he said this a month ago, I don't think it would have as big of a blow up. But like, I mean, 
just a little bit of awareness of what's going on in the country. Well, Colin, well, Colin implied it earlier when he spoke about, oh, I will never respect somebody who, you know, basically doesn't support the national anthem. He spoke that from his heart. He didn't just say it just to say it. He spoke it from his heart when he was, when he had the video interview yesterday. You can hear it in his voice. Yeah, I think the thing the thing that annoys me with this whole thing is that every single protest or every single thing that happens, people find a reason to turn against it. Like when Kaepernick was kneeling, it's about, oh, it's not about black lives. It's about him disrespecting the military. Let's not even argue about the black lives. Mm-hmm. Let's just focus on how he's disrespecting the military. Now it's yeah. like, oh, these Black Lives Matter people are, are protesting, they're rioting, they're destroying everything. This is terrible. They need to stop. They're not even thinking about why it is that they're rioting, why they're so mad. It's all about, oh, they're looting now, so they should stop, and this movement is bad. They always yeah. find a reason to change yeah. what yeah. the movement, like what is it, the thing that's going on. Yeah, I think especially there's so much peaceful protesting. I mean, like the thing in downtown Bethlehem today, there was totally peaceful not a single incident yeah. wasn't violent aggressive i mean that's the vast majority of it i think it's always going to get construed as it's bad people and but like the whole statement of bad people on both sides i think it just completely misses the mark that it's mm-hmm. like that's what but, but can i can i say one thing about that about that whole protest that went on today and i think there was one on saturday mm-hmm. i completely in a thousand percent under understand the premise of that i really do but, you know, just me working in the funeral home, it's kind of hypocritical that they're saying for all these people to gather together, not being six feet apart, but there could be someone uh-huh. that comes into, but listen, there could be someone that comes into the funeral home, loses their daughter, they lose their father. Oh, but you can only have 10 people together. And the people that aren't immediate family have to drive up to the, to the funeral home <laughs> to see the casket from a distance. That, that's a little sketchy to me, but I understand the premise of what you're trying to do because you have people that are trying to be a catalyst of change. I a thousand percent get that. Right. I, I see where you're coming from there, John, but at the same time, it's there are certain things that I think warrant this type of behavior of coming together and stuff, and I think yeah. this type of change is one of them because it's, yeah. it's needed and it's a long time coming. I was to a podcast on, uh, I think it was part of my take had it, where Arian Foster spoke about this, and he said since Colin Kaepernick started taking a knee, it's been, this has all been coming. And how, going back to what Alexis said, they try to protest one way, they get told, why are you doing that? They try to protest another way, they get told, why are you doing that? So it's like, it's all been leading up to this, and now you're getting a mixture of both. You're getting the good and the bad side of the protest all for a good cause it's all for the right cause but america has allowed this to kind of boil up to this point and i think now especially with the generation that's coming through our generation we're a lot more open-minded we're a lot more welcoming to everyone and new ideas so i think this is the generation that could actually accomplish this so yeah well well, that's the thing, since you just talked about our generation, there's people with this, these cops, people make a generalization that all cops are bad. The four cops that were involved in this incident, yeah, they're, they're scumbags. But there's good cops out there that want to do the right thing, 
But then there's people that make that stereotype about all cops. They do the same thing with millennials. They say, oh, millennials are just into their phone. They're, they text all the time. They don't have family values, this, that, and the other thing. But Colin, you just said it. We're open-minded to everything, and we've been accustomed to that. And bottom line, it just comes down to how you're raised. Either you get it or you don't. Yeah, and hopefully we're moving towards the point where everyone gets it. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm tying it back to the first thing with Drew Brees. I think it's the whole thing is either you get it or you don't. I mean, if you guys get it at this point, with seeing what's happened in the last two weeks, I don't see how you can come across to a guy like him who has made his living in a locker room where it's like has seen all of these people from all these different backgrounds. And if he still doesn't get it, I don't see how you can get across to people like that. Yeah, and especially when you're an NFL athlete. Like, of all the sports, NFL has the most – athletes on the team and you see the wide variety in backgrounds and political beliefs mm-hmm. um, and everything else and the fact that he's been playing that long in the game and he didn't even think of that when he said it I don't, I don't know it's yeah. a little it's a little frustrating to see I do I do agree with Christian with what he was saying that is very important because Shannon Sharp mentioned it too he said, if a guy like this who has been around my people for so long still doesn't get the movement and why we're doing this, how are we going to get through to people that don't interact with black people as often as he does? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. And I, mean, like, I, think that, I think that makes it even worse that he's been surrounded by black people basically his whole life playing football and he still doesn't understand what it is that they're going through. I feel like at this point, if you don't see the level of like oppression and you know what's going on, it's just like... Mm-hmm. And you don't want to see it. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And that's the biggest problem. There's not enough people listening, and seeing that this is happening, and they're just wanting to stay with their single-minded approach. Like, people right. have to start opening their ears you and their still, eyes and see this. So don't believe that there's any. Then you just don't want it. You don't want to believe it. Yeah. You're purposely staying ignorant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see that video? Did you guys see that video of that uh, that Fox or that Fox reporter? Oh yeah, yeah. There was a video involving. She was talking about LeBron and KD, and she was basically telling them, you know, to shut up and dribble and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, Trump is your coach. They're not going to vote for you and all that. But then this whole thing with Drew Brees, she's like, "Oh well, he has the right to his opinion. He's a person." Yeah. I'm like, really? This is the same reporter. Yeah. Yeah. It was the same. If you fi- you can find the video on Twitter and, and yeah, I've seen this video. She was a reporter on Fox News. Yeah, those are the type of people that we just need them to realize that this is occurring, listen, and open their eyes, and be willing to change. So. Yeah, it's just pure like narrow-mindedness. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And just especially like with this whole COVID nineteen, like when. Like, numbers are starting to come down, you know, restaurants are starting to open back up again in some sort of way, Mm -hmm. and then you just have this terrible incident happen. Yeah. It's just, it's sickening. I mean, that's that's the word Christian said to me the other night when we were at Alexis's house, and then just, I watched that video again when I got home. Sickening. That was the first first word that I thought of, for sure. Yeah, I think this generation, going back to what I said earlier, you see a lot of people, like, you're in teams. So we've all been a part of teams where everyone's from different backgrounds, different races, different everything. And you're able to come together and you come out as brothers, sisters. You're like a family. 
we need more of that in these groups that are like these teams. If more people had those opportunities to see that side, the world would be a phenomenal place because there's no better place to learn about everything than a locker room. Yeah, I mean, because like you said, you know, you're on that team with your brothers and your sisters, but all the hard work and everything you do Mm -hmm. on that particular sport, that mentality goes with you in other aspects of your life. It's not just one-dimensional with your sport. Yeah. Right. Um, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. I mean, it'll definitely be interesting, you know, when the Saints go back, you know, at training camp and have, like, in-person workouts and all that. It'll, it'll definitely, definitely be interesting. Um, uh, let me just say I'm, like, really impressed, too, with the amount of people that have been, like, you know, just posting, like, donations and charities and stuff like that on their pages mm-hmm. and stuff. Because, like, there's a lot of people doing that. I mean, yeah. The generation's really been fueling, like, this movement. And it's just crazy to see that. So. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome I, seeing all that. Uh, no, and people in, in our generation, they're just in face with real, reality. Right. You know, and just what's even nice about, you know, our friend group, we have such variety and, you know, like our paths and everything and Christian going to school in Europe. So we get this perspective there, whether it was with this, you know, with, with COVID and all that, you know, it's, it's just something a lot of more people need. They need perspective and they need, you know, the context of the information because you, you saw it with the incident, he was unarmed, but people don't look at that. They say, Oh, he was a black guy. And you know, why, why do you think he was in trouble with cops in the first place? He did something bad. But when you're a cop or in any administrative power and someone's in a bad place, your job is to help them to get back into a better and stable situation. We cussed on a lot. Uh, Just one thing. Yeah, go ahead. I think it's really incredible. I've seen that other countries have started protesting as well. Yeah. For our cause. There have been thousands of people in a bunch of other countries that have been protesting for us. And I just think, like, I've never seen anything like that in my life. I've never seen anything like that before either. And Denmark, too, is like uh, 5,000 people in the capital, and they're doing it again this weekend. Mm -hmm. Memphis, I've never seen anything like that in my life, and I think that that's really cool to see that they even understand that they couldn't stand with us and try to help us. Yeah, especially in the soccer community, I've noticed that. Most teams are take they've posted uh, offering their help. Um, you know the players have come out and done stuff. They're donating. They're trying to help us, help themselves, help everyone, help the world. And it's just really interesting to see how the world's actually coming together over this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of hits it. So David, thank you for joining us. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, thanks for coming, David. Thank you for coming, David. Always a pleasure. Yeah, listen back again whenever you guys want me. I'm always here. Wow. We'll, we'll be in touch. All right, so that was D. Brown. We're going to get into these NFL rankings. So the rest of the podcast is kind of going to be what we normally do. Uh, Peter King came out of NBC Sports and released his 1 through 32 NFL rankings. Did you guys see these? I did. Yeah, Wait, they got they, the Giants. Oh, listen, we'll get to the Giants. You just got to wait a long time. Um, I mean... <laughs> The first five, it's really hard to argue them. You have, so number one's the Chiefs. That, you can't say anything there. Number two is the Ravens. Uh, good. You got the Saints then at number three. You can't argue it. You got the 49ers at four. Yeah, I mean, you can't argue it. They, they easily could make it into the top five. 
I mean, you look like you could argue it, though. <laughs> they have, they, what, when was the last time that, what? So in the last, let's look at them, last year, they... Oh, whose phone is their, that? They lost their first playoff game at home. They added an old receiver who is built on speed, Emmanuel Sanders, so the older you get, the less useful you are. They lost two of their all-pro offensive linemen. They had a weak draft. What have they done to get better? They lost their backup quarterback. They signed Jameis. Chill, Jameis is going to be sick with uh, He's able uh, to see. He can see yeah. now. What? What, uh, what was they, that, John? They lost Jared tight end. If Drew Brees retires, it'll be great to watch Jameis on the sense. Jameis and Taysom Hill? Two quarterbacks in the backfield at one time? Yeah. That's the most dangerous offense. Jason Hill is never going to be an NFL quarterback. How is this? How is because this? Because he's not football. What? How is Helen Woodward? Also, how is it? What did they do? Oh, no. Wait a second. Alexis, mute yourself quick. <laughs> mute yourself. <laughs> what is going on? Okay. All right. So, so if we wanted to play some balls, just <laughs> I can't hear you guys. Yeah, because you're screaming yeah, Spanish <laughs> on, the, on the Zoom call. We couldn't hear ourselves. <laughs> okay. All right, go ahead. If we wanted to rank NFL rosters, that's a different thing. The power rankings is looking at like, what have you done recently? So, like I said, recently they lost their first playoff game at home. They got worse in the offseason. They got older in the offseason. What have they done? How, how, what world are they number three in the NFL? I can name probably six or seven teams that I would feel comfortable putting ahead of them, especially if you're talking power, you're talking purely power rankings. It's not even a, it's no question they're not top they're not number three. Well, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see that. It's disgraceful to be honest. I mean, they, I, 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 go ahead. like I heard about the Vikings that beat them in the playoffs. Just saying, beat them on the road in the playoffs. Forget about that. I would rather have the Forty Niners. Honestly, if we're talking power rankings, let's talk about the Bucks because they got so much better. Kind of power rankings, what have you done recently for me? All right, well, let's get to them because they're at number five. It's outrageous putting the Saints number three. It's disgusting. But see, my my thing with the, the AFC and the NFC, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think when you pick a favorite in the AFC for, you know, AFC championship, you know, who's going to be the representative in the Super Bowl, to me, you think mainly of the Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. Now, are there teams that have potential to, you know, win the division and, you know, get hot into the playoffs? Sure, absolutely. You had that with the Tennessee Titans last year, you know, beating the Patriots and then their dynasty and then beating, you know, the number one seed in the AFC. But then you look at the NFC, it's it's tough to, to pick a favorite. But yeah. definitive favorite right now because there's so much more dynamic firepower that you know in the, in the NFC. Exactly. You know, you know, people are high on the Cowboys, people are high on the Bucks, people are high on the Saints, Green Bay, San Fran, Philly, Minnesota, you name it. Yeah, I and I, I know Minnesota, I know you why you're giving that look. I, who's high on Philly? The drug dealers? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but but bottom line, with the NFC it's more, you know, complimentary, more interesting in the in the NFC than the AFC. There's more reasons why the Saints are not the number three team, and they shouldn't be the number three team in any power ranking. Well, no, but they are in this one. Loses entire credibility. Yeah, yeah, right, well, but... we'll see. The Bucks at number five. 
Uh, do we? See, that's that, fair. That's what, I think that's, that's very fair. And that's I think you right. you even could put them over the 49ers because if you look at that team last year, their defense is good. Their running back in the running game was way underrated because their quarterback was blind. He was blind. Now you put Tommy Boy in there with Gronk and that I offense and that defense. The was the best team in the NFC is outrageous. Wait, what? They, they don't have them. 49ers as the best NFC team is shocking. If you don't have them as it? As the best. Yeah, yeah. like. Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't say well, no, that. Yeah. I thought you said Bucks over the 49ers. No, I said, like, I could see why people would argue it. Well, yeah, they, they the made it to the NFC that. Championship game last year. You even heard Trent Williams talk about, or I don't know if you guys heard it, but Trent Williams asked about Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's like, yeah, it's awesome. I love Jimmy G. And I'm like, yeah, from the quarterbacks that you had in Washington, you know, I, I bet you do love Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. What are you saying about but, Kirk? What are you saying about Kirk? Well, Jimmy and Kirk, they're in that same tier. Yeah, the, the number six spot, I think this one's honestly reserved for one team and one team only, the Seattle the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, the Seattle Seahawks, they're always that team that's not in the top five, but they're, like, just out of it. They're, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. They're going to have a better record than the Bucks and the Saints and the 49ers. Yes. I think Seattle's going to be the best team in the NFC this year. I would agree, especially better well, than the Saints. How the Saints are, I'm still blown away at the Saints up there. I know we just yeah, said that the I mean, 49 You Wait a second. We totally just contradicted. We were just all in on the 49ers, and now we're right back in on the Seattle Seahawks. No, as in, like, I think the 49ers and Seahawks and Vikings are the three to beat All right. in the end. And I think you can pick any of them. I'm picking Seattle over the 49ers, but I think the 49ers, you got to respect them. They were in the Super Bowl, best defense probably in football. Yes. And they'll always be the forever number six. And they'll always take down the top five, somehow. Uh, but but Seattle, they deserve more respect than they get. And honestly, you know, Russell Wilson, to me, he's the best quarterback in the NFC. Yeah, and that's why they're always I'll number be, six. I'll be very objective about, about that, but he is the class of the NFC. Yeah. Mahomes is it in the AFC, and Wilson is it in the, 100%. the um, AFC. Me, you can't change my mind. For me, the next four spots are disturbing. I don't want to read the rest of Peter King. I never want to hear from Peter King ever again. The next four spots are just, I mean. Well, here, I want to go through them quick because yeah, I yeah. agree with you that the Titans and Raiders at 7 and 8, what the? <laughs> he just gave the Titans fans a reason to be pissed off because there's no way that they're going to be in the top 10 in the NFL come the end of the season. There's just no way. To, to there's me, zero shot. To me, the, the Titans. Titans. Yeah. To, to me, the Titans are a top. They're a type of team that they're. To me, they're outside of the top ten team. Like they're like 12, 13, and all that. You know, middle of the pack type team. That that's just what they are to me. Yeah, and then the you number. Know, so Cowboys coming in at number nine. Wait, let's, is, we didn't we focus on how horrible the Raiders at number eight are. Oh wait, yeah, we gotta come back to yeah. My bad, I got uh, so caught up on the Titans. We're the Raiders at number eight is actually shocking. They added a rookie wide receiver, and they have uh, three quarterbacks. No, they have uh, Carr, they have Mariota, and then who's the other one? I don't know the third. Who's the third? Who's I the forget. Third I don't know. I just I read something the other day. I was like, the Raiders have three quarterbacks that won't win. <laughs> probably true. <laughs> McLoin, probably. No, McLoin's uh, in XFL. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's... 
that seven eight is just disturbing. I, I don't. Care. But no, but but even then, you look at like I I think the Broncos in their own division. I think they're better than Oakland. Mm-hmm. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah. You know. No, that's fair. So that, so that one's a head scratcher. Like, Colin, I I hate to say this, but I I the Cowboys, they got stiffed a little bit. And no, Minnesota. I I don't think so. No, I don't think the Cowboys got stiffed at all. I think they're right in their sweet spot, nine to twelve. If they fell in but, there, but I would have agreed. In front of Oakland and Tennessee. Oh no, Oakland and Tennessee should have been moved back probably ten spots. I feel disrespected. Oh, I bet. And I honestly, the Cowboys at number nine, I think that's their best bet. So let's just remove Titans and Raiders. That's if they have a great season, no fumbles. So <clears throat> honestly. From 9 to 16, any of these teams could fall into the top 10, I think. And you could put them in, honestly, you could put them in alphabetical order and just put them all with a 9 next to them. Because if they, if no, no, listen, listen. If they all have their best season, like they don't fumble along the way they do what they're supposed to, they could end up in the top 10. But obviously there's going to be teams in there that screw up along the way, fumble somewhere along the way, and they lose games that they shouldn't. And all of a sudden, they're falling into the 13, 14, 15, 16 category. Like, any, I, you can make that case for any of them, except the Vikings, I think, will always be in the top 15 as long as they have Kirk Cousins. Because there's a zero shot. Any team that has Kirk Cousins will be in the top 15. He could have been on the Jags or the Redskins this year, and they would have been top 15 because Kirk Cousins is on the team. I no, think but, but, no but, but, not, but not even we'll – go, we'll go ahead, Christian, but I'll, I'll chime in then. Oh, I just think there's two teams. There's only two teams in that in that in the what was it from what ranking are uh, Oakland and Tennessee seven, seven and eight. So I think from seven to sixteen, there's only two teams that could enter the top five this year. The oh, Vikings. That's a and, big the Packers. and they should be seven and eight. Vikings and Packers. All right. I think they're the only two teams with with if they have their best season, they're a top five Super Bowl winning team. None of the other teams are going to win Super Bowl. That's fair. Except I could argue that the Cowboys, if they actually do what they're supposed to, could win it. I could argue that the Rams, if Rams somehow pull magic out. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think the Rams. No, I'm just saying if they find the magic they had two years ago, they could find themselves there in a position to get there. Like, that's what I'm saying, though. In the Bills? All right, hold up. Yeah, we, we all agree that the Vikings and Packers are probably the two. They have the best situation to get into the top ten. But the Bills... Oh, all right, top five. But let's just say top ten for now. We're taking out the Titans and Raiders, so they don't count, so top eight. All right? And then, and then the, the Bills? How, why are they number 13? Mm-hmm. They're they're going yeah, to win the AFC East this year. And yeah, they, have, yeah. they have an MVP but, candidate, Josh Allen. Huge hands. Well, 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 that's the, well, that's the thing. Everyone talks about, oh, well, Miami can be very good. Yeah, they'll be an improved team. But the, the thing with them is they'll be an interesting team. They're not going to be a 12-win team. They're going to have their, their struggles, too. And two is not going to start week one. I don't and know, Patrick dude. Is, I've been reading a lot that two is going to start, bro. Yeah. I, I, I don't think so. I think you can keep with, thinking that. But Fitz Magic is he's, it's done. If COVID-19 didn't happen, then I would say two is the week one starter. But I think because Fitzpatrick is solid in September – He's familiar with that system. I think they're going to go with Fitzpatrick and then Tua. Now, if I was on the Dolphins, I wouldn't do that. I would get Tua going because I would rather have Tua make a mistake and go to the sideline and learn from Fitzpatrick than to see Fitzpatrick make a mistake and then, you know, hear about the mistake 
not hands on. I I just all right. So we've kind of covered all the way up to sixteen now. So the Bears, Arizona, the Dolphins, and the Broncos. Bears and Bears and Broncos are way underrated. Yeah, there. I was just about to say. I think those two, even Arizona, you could say, they have yeah. a shot to finish above some of these teams if they win some of those close games. Um, yeah. The only one that I'm worried about is the Dolphins. Like we just said, their season could go probably one of two ways. They're either going to be average, right around 500, maybe a step above, a step below, or they're going to lose a lot. Yeah, well, I think Arizona. I think Arizona is going to be better than the Rams, if being completely honest. Yeah. I just, I just don't think the Rams have the pieces around them like they did the Super Bowl year. Yeah. Because when they got in the Super Bowl, they were built to be all in for that year. Yeah. You know, just by you can tell by the guys that they signed, and you know, and you don't have Gurley now. And to me, I think he was the piece that made Jared Goff look good. You know, you can say McVay was there and. And all that, because when because when he was with Jeff Fisher, you know, you're set up to fail, mm-hmm. you know. So, That's but I, I just don't think the Rams are going to be as good as you think they will become. Well, no, I was only saying their best case scenario. Gotcha. I still think they're going to fall into this eleven to twenty category. I don't think they break the top ten at all, uh, based yeah. on the talent that's in that category. Um, yeah. But here we go. So. Number 21 and 22, the Pats in Houston. This one was interesting because they both, the Pats you just never know. Like, you you can never tell with Bill Belichick. I feel like Houston should be slightly above where they're at. Yeah, I think the loss of DeAndre Hopkins and the acquisition of, uh, uh, what's his name, Johnson, the running back. I Johnson's not what he was. Like, <laughs> Don't get me wrong, that was a terrible trade, but people are acting like Johnson is a ball. No, I don't think he's a bum. I just like, think that they're going to... He's not a bad be... running back. People are acting like he's the worst running back in the league. He's yeah, just but... not what he was. <laughs> he's not what he was, but think about what you said. He's a running back. He's a close to 30 NFL running back, and now that's basically what they're building their team around. And then you get a guy, Brandon Cooks. Oh, he's our new wide receiver. Yeah, he's had so many concussions in his career. But you give up a top two receiver for that. Come on. No, yeah. I said it was a terrible trade. I'm oh, just yeah. saying, I don't like all the hate I'm seeing about David Johnson. Oh, I would agree, yeah. This is I a, think I, it was one of the worst trades I've ever seen, but yeah, that might let's, been, not, let's not pretend like David Johnson is a bum off the street. No, that's fair. And I just think that this is a great opportunity for Deshaun Watson to fully establish himself as a top-five quarterback in this league. If he goes out there, dominates, and gets the wins, like, they're... No one can question him. Yeah, like, I, people I just people know already don't question him, but like he's going to legitimately be considered one of the best in the league. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's even held in that high regard now. I mean, once you go down the list and you get through five quarterbacks, he's held in that high, high regard of being the sixth, seventh, you know, maybe eighth okay. quarterback in the league, depending on your preference. You know, mm-hmm. it, it all depends on who you like. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and then, but I, I I just know for me the Texans just looking at all the teams in the division the Texans aren't my favorite for that division I think they finished third in that division honestly yeah well with the team they have this year offensively I I don't see it happening I think if there's a t- I think they have I think people are sleeping on the Texans I think Deshaun Watson is top 
probably the third or fourth best quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. This is his chance. What? This is his chance to prove it. Yeah, it's it's his chance, but I don't I don't think he's the fourth best quarterback in the league. I think I put Wilson, Rogers, Mahomes, and then I put him fourth. Mm-hmm. Even better than Lamar. Yep. I had this argument with him in another episode. He's he's blind. <laughs> he's, he's brainwashed into loving. It's like I love him too, but he's better than Lamar. No way. Yeah. yeah well, well, my no, my thing is with, my thing with Lamar is I think he has to go out and back it up again. You know, because he had a solid year last year. But even you look at Mahomes' MVP year, five thousand yards, fifty touchdowns, and all that. You know, just because he throws oh four thousand yards, forty forty touchdowns. Did his numbers go down? Yeah, but he still had some damn pretty good numbers, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what I just think Lamar has to do. Listen, if Lamar goes out there this year and is complete shit, I don't want to hear anything else about him. Like everyone says about Dak, if he goes out there and is terrible this year, he is a bad quarterback. I'm labeling he him in the be. category of Dak. All right, I'm just making that clear. I'm making that clear, and I don't know what you're doing that for, Johnny, because you are literally doing that to me constantly. I'm just you can't say you can't say it didn't happen. Are you saying that Dak's a good quarterback? Is that what you're saying right now? Because I'll take that. Go ahead, say it, no. say it, say it. All right, top so moving on. Of, top fifteen of the league. I'll keep it at the. You you just love the pitter patter around the subject, don't you? All right, so number twenty three, the Chargers came in there, and then twenty four is the Browns, and then twenty five is the Falcons. I think we're all forgetting that the Falcons have a first-round pick in, you know, every single position this year. It's time to watch out for them. <laughs> I, think it's, I think this has got to be one of the worst power rankings I've seen, to be totally honest. Oh, it's freaking terrible. That's why I wanted to talk about it. I think yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put them that low, but they're not, they're not touching that division. Not with Tom Brady and Drew Brees in it. Not, not a chance. Of course not. They're not going to be a bottom feeder five win team. They might be. They they'll finish third in the division and maybe win nine games, maybe ten, but twenty five. That's that's way too low for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm still all in on the Browns. I think eventually, if I keep saying it enough, they're gonna be like one of the best teams in that. I want to believe. I want to believe in the Browns. I think Stefanski. I mean, <laughs> I love Stefanski. So let's move on to the back end of this. And I really want to hear from Alexis here. So from 26 to 32, we got the Lions, the Bengals, the Jets, the Panthers, the New York football Giants, the Skins, and the Jags. All right, so the Giants came in at number 30. The Skins and the Jags. I want to hear from you. Who is going to finish 32nd? Who's finishing 32nd this year? Who's finishing 32nd? Probably the Skins. All right. All right, that's good news for us. But my question is, in the NFL, is it the same as in the NBA, where the first three picks all have the same? You guys can't hear me? No. No. It's like, it's like right. cutting out a little bit. I can Okay, hear so is the NFL draft the same as the NBA, where the first three picks are the same odds? Wait, what do you mean? No, like the three worst teams all have the same odds to get the number one pick. No, there's no lottery. No, the NFL just goes straight up. Yeah. Okay, the worst, well, get the last then pick. we need we need to be number thirty-two this year. <laughs> what what position would you take, Alexis? 
If Danny, if Danny Jones has a good year, do you take a quarterback? No, hell no. But if he has a subpar year, do you take Trevor Lawrence, like Christian's mentioned before? I don't know if we can waste another year on a quarterback, to be what honest. Another year on a quarterback. So basically what you're saying... Two, two first-round picks on quarterbacks in three or four years, that's too much. Yeah, that is, that's just being like the Browns. Yeah. It's worth it. I don't think you need to... You can always find someone in the league to pick up, like trade for him, if it's really that much of a necessity. You can't keep wasting picks on quarterbacks. No, that's yeah. completely Because a lot fair. of times the quarterbacks fail because the system is so bad. Like the line is so bad they can't throw or whatever. Mm-hmm. They don't have the wide receivers. So I don't know what, what position I would want because I need to see how the guys we picked up are going to do. Yeah. I want to see how our line yeah. looks now. I want to see stuff like that. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing too. I mean, you even look at Joe Burrow. He went number one, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's in a he's in a dysfunctional situation." And y- yeah, you can say that just based on history, but at least the Bengals in the offseason they signed guys for the defensive side of the ball, the offensive side of the ball, and that's something that the Giants could do. Where you know, if they sign, you know, offensive line to help Danny Jones, they sign up a receiver or two. But if the wide receiver draft next year is so deep again, maybe you. You take another receiver to put around Daniel Jones. I mean, but I, I think yeah. Jacksonville is going to have the number one pick, honestly. Jacksonville. I, I I think so. Well, the Giants need to get there. So the Giants better come in 32nd or the Skins. I mean, yeah. if one of them come in 32nd, I'll be happy because that means the Cowboys got two free wins this year. If we're going to be 30th, we might as well be 32nd, boys. Exactly. If you're going to lose, lose. But So on that note, Let's move on. I was talking football. Let's get into the NBA because we are back. We're going to Orlando, boys. It's Disney time. The NBA approves a 22-team format by a 29-to-1 vote. Can anyone guess who that one vote was? I already know. The Trailblazers. The Trailblazers. Did you hear why? There's yeah. something about the yeah. competitiveness of it. No, it's not real quick. There's know. nothing to do with that. I think it, like... We have a very good shot at getting in. I think we're happy with that. But um, I think the bigger the bigger picture is there. There is more competitive things. More there are more competitive options. There are more creative options that I think were better for the league. I, we don't see why are the Suns coming. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was gonna that, say. That, that's a joke to me. I actually we, have this written down. I said right here, like. I don't understand why everyone else is coming when the only teams that could possibly get the eight seed are the Grizzlies, Blazers, and Pelicans. There's well, no yeah. reason. There's uh, no. Those and Pelicans have the same record. The Spurs, yeah, you can throw them. In. You can throw the Spurs in there. Well, no, I'm just saying on the form that they were in, those were the only three teams that were even competitive enough to make the playoffs. So why are the Kings, Spurs, and Suns even showing up? I don't like the whole one like a three game series except. The eight seed two, has a it's one two game It's two games. No, so it's a three game where no, the... dude, I just read it. It is two games. The uh, eight seed going in only has to win one game. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like a three game series, but the eight seed is starting off one zero. Oh, oh, all right, all right, my bad, my bad. Yeah, so I think I don't like that format. Um, I think it, the Blazers will get in. I think we get in. I mean, yeah. I think we get. We're getting. You want to get in though? Yeah, definitely. The Dame will. But you got you guys are the best position. Damian, we also get to play. The thing that annoys me the most, though, 
which the NBA, they haven't released a schedule, obviously. For the rest of the season, if there was meant to be the 14 games like there was supposed to be, Memphis had like the fourth hardest schedule. They had played the Lakers once, the Clippers once. They would have had four games against those two teams. They had one against the Bucks. They had two against us. That is seven games that they're probably not winning. Mm-hmm. Now, Memphis is going to get a cakewalk. The Blazers had like one of the five easiest schedules to, for the remainder of their season. Had only like three road games out of fourteen. It's, yeah, it's, it's I really- I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's a cakewalk because they're playing eight regular season games when they get there, and it's between all the teams that are there. So no, the Grizzlies are still going to have to play. They might have to play the Lakers and Clippers and Nuggets. That's three losses. Let's say the Blazers don't end up having to play them while they're there. No, so we play them twice. Oh, it's already out? Uh, so we know we're playing them twice, but it's like right. kind of grouped into tiers. So like the top oh, oh, all right. That, yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. I couldn't find enough information on it. Um, yeah, it and, and that's what – And on the east side of it, and just to clarify for everyone – the East is sending nine teams. The West is sending uh, 13. And that's all based on how close they were to the playoff spot, which in the West, everyone was within four games of the Grizzlies. But in the East, the Magic got royally screwed. And the fact that this is in Orlando and the Magic are getting screwed the most is just wild to me. I mean, to be honest, I don't even know who's on the Magic. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. The Wizards, the Wizards are six games uh, back. The Magic are loaded. Who do the Magic have? I don't know. I have no you idea. You really don't know who's on the Magic? Jordan, Vucevic. Fultz. Stop yeah, it. Fultz, yeah. They got Markel Fultz, baby. Yeah, Fultz is me and Collins' guy. That team is bad. I don't care if they don't like the playoffs. That team's bad. Well, no. That playing series only happen if you're one game back. Within four games. Yeah, yeah it was within four games. So, here... But here's yeah. the thing, Christian. The Magic are six games ahead of the Wizards. Mm-hmm. It, like, realistically, why why is that even occurring? Because the Wizards are going to have to play teams that are really good, too. There's mm-hmm. no way they win eight, probably, because the only player is Bradley Beal right now, because I don't think John Wall is going to play. I saw he would play. He would play. Well, I, I Last time I checked, so he wasn't. I saw Kevin Durant is not playing, but John Wall is playing, is what I saw. All right, well, did, you may- see, did you see anything on Kyrie? Well, Kyrie's been sporadic, so I would assume he's going to play somewhat. And he'll play his part here and there. But the I Wizards, mean, if KD isn't playing, then Kyrie might as well just sit, too. Well, they have the seventh seed, so. Yeah, they're, they're getting in regardless, probably. Um, but the Nets are only a game up on Orlando, so Orlando could get the seventh seed. Yeah, and that's, what, that's where I'm trying to make this point, where these teams fought all year to get this distance from these other teams. So in the East, it was pretty clear going down the stretch who the eight were going to be. So everyone's already preparing and looking at it, like who you're going to play. And now this gets thrown in. The Magic and the Nets are now worried because the Wizards are going to have John Wall coming back that we now know. And they're yeah. six games back. If they win, if they go 7-1 and one down there, all of a sudden they could be the seventh seed and they're having to play the Raptors, and that's a possibility that they could beat the Raptors. Yeah. It completely it, shapes – this whole thing completely messes with how the playoffs probably would have went. Yeah, because before the, the season, you know... I mean, honestly, I like this new system. I'm not going to lie. I think it gives it gives my team a chance. Oh, yeah. I think it's exciting, yeah. and the West has been better than the East for a long time now, and they're finally getting rewarded for that, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but it's it's going to create urgency. I mean, you see it with, you know, the Pelicans being in now, and 
the Grizzlies, you got two high-profile rookies that draw people to the television. There's going to be interest. The rates are going to go up. And I think the urgency is going to be, you know, through the roof. And I, I, who knows? Maybe New Orleans surprises people. If I, if you were to put a gun to my head and said which team is going to be the eighth seed, I would say Portland because I think that highly of Dame Dollar. I think he's, you know, a prime time player. And there's I mean, no way. Winning, yeah, there's no way Dame Dollar not, doesn't get in. Yeah, they're not. They're not winning the championship. It's obviously going to be. Doesn't matter. Just get in. Honestly. Since Dame Dollar and his team choked so bad this year and they put themselves in this position, I would rather see one of the newer guys in the playoffs, like Ja. Stop it. Stop. That's spoken, that's ja spoken like a, a true Knicks fan. Ja is an electric factory. He's fucking clutch, too, and Zion might be. He's one of the best players I've ever seen. Do you see the time? Do you see what time it is? Oh, my God. Dame time, baby. Dame time. Dame time. <laughs> Watch out. Dame time. He's no, coming. I will be an honorary Blazers fan up until the finals if the Sixers are in it. This is Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And do you know what else I loved? You know, Damian Lillard gets, gets shit sometimes for being like this super way too loyal to be these to his owner, way too loyal to the Portland fans. The reason why he's so loyal is because they're the only organization that listened to their players. Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum said, no, we don't like this proposal. There's and better ones on no. the table. Portland doesn't try and play nice. Hell they yeah. said, no, we're going to back our players. That's why Damian Lillard yeah. is loyal to our organization. Yep. Because we show him loyalty back. We gave him the Supermax. We're building the team around him. Uh, I've heard enough. I've heard enough about the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> no, I personally am a big Trailblazers guy because loyalty there is similar to what the Sixers have right yeah. now with Embiid and Ben Simmons. Because when the shit hit the fan, and B totally could have been like, well, I want to be like a Braun, just start bouncing around to win some championships. But he's not doing that. Yeah. No, but you even saw it with uh, when the Sixers were playing the Nets column, mm-hmm. and, you know, Joe and Joel and B didn't get involved in the whole fight. He let Jimmy Butler handle it. Yeah. He literally said, I'm too valuable for my team to get ejected. You know, that's loyalty. But you look at Dame, Dame Dollar, I'm not even a – fan but just seeing him around the league on and off the court he's a good genuine dude oh yeah and you i know. kind of like the direction that the nba is going i don't know we're getting more Damian's of that. kind of a bully like he was being very mean to russell westbrook in that series <laughs> <laughs> russ couldn't handle him yeah if you can't hack it then step aside you know yeah, I don't but, know. He seems like a bully to me. I don't appreciate bullies. Uh, Alexis, when you when you were driving into the hoop at your house the other night, you were being a bully. That's just a weight difference. I guess you're right, thing. John. I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because he had too many Coronas beforehand. <laughs> well, he, Alexis said he had a dad body. He was moving pretty good. I think he's been lying to us this whole time. I do have a dad body. No, you know what it is. He's just preparing for the race. Yeah. So here, yeah, let's get let's get into this real quick. Let's get into this real yeah. quick. The race. When are, when is the race happening? Yeah. So Christian already said he wants to do a half marathon. If a half marathon is in, I will pay him twenty dollars to not run a half marathon. <laughs> no, we I already swear. we already said we already said dollars. what we're running. We already said what we're running. We're no, running we a fifty didn't. meter and a hundred. I still don't know what I'm running. It's a fifty and a hundred, and then yeah. fifty and a hundred. And then you guys make the tiebreaker. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, we said. And, now, and all we need is a date. Collaborate on that. Yeah, we need a date, though. The people are wanting to know this. Oh, we need a date for the race? Yeah, yeah. when are we free? We're going to get it on video. Um, what? 
I know you just got a new job and all, but come on. Yeah, man. like I'm, I'm busy now, boys. I'm a busy man. <laughs> yeah. What do you say, like uh, Saturday the twentieth? I don't know. I'm with it. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, I don't care. Saturday the twentieth sounds good. What Saturday time? the twentieth at high noon. Oh, I like it. Or should we go low noon? That'll we... be advantage, Christian, if you go low noon. All right, then we're going high noon because all my money's on Alexis. <laughs> so we're gonna go Saturday the twentieth. The race, high noon, Liberty Track. If you want to come watch, all right. So wait, before we finish that, what do you have the lines at right now, Mullen? Ooh, I should set those. Those will come out after I see both of you like jog a little bit. That, those, they'll probably come out on the twentieth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Po- post your, uh, your training videos because uh, the people would want to see. I saw Alexis run. My from training the, videos? What do you want to see? Me eating some chicken nuggets? No, just show us you running from your couch to the fridge. 12 girls? Like, what, uh, what do you want to see? <laughs> Dude, your video is going to be you curling two Coronas, downing them, and then on a full sprint to the fridge for two more Coronas. Yeah. <laughs> what? I think I can chug a beer faster than you also. Maybe that should be the uh, tiebreakers no, 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 chugging a beer. Yeah, tiebreaker, yeah. Tiebreakers yeah. chugging a beer. You might be able to chug a beer faster than me, but I'll drink you under the table. Tiebreakers okay. chugging a beer. This is going to be fantastic. Oh, sounds good to me, Mo. My son is acting up right now. <laughs> what, what oh, we we got to go Corona, obviously. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> the race is happening on the 20th. We'll film that. We'll get all the information out for that. We'll get the lines out, the time. Uh, but for now, let's move on to the five for five. Uh, so it's an interesting one. We're all going to pick a quarterback, a running back, wide receiver, a flex, and a kicker. That starts with our first initial. Current current NFL players, right? From like this year and all that, all time. Oh, we didn't specify that. What do we want to do? All time? Let's do, let's do current. Oh. Current. We, could do, we could do all time. Up to Christian, because he was having the most trouble with it. No, I, I've got a loaded team, actually. All right, then let's go with it. Current. Just one asterisk, maybe. All right, that's fair. That's pretty normal for you. So pull up the uh, numbers but, thing can, so we can figure out this like, order. Let me get a question to start. Wait, if we're, if we're all doing our letters, then it's not like anyone's going to steal our players. Yeah, wait, let's that makes sense. Let's do a hypothetical here. Let's do a hypothetical that... The best defensive player in the NFL is so fast, so quick, that he could be a great running back. No. No. He could be a flex player. How about that? With the ball? No, he cannot be a flex. <laughs> He's not a flex. Johnny, don't give in to this crap. No, you're picking a wide receiver and a running back that plays wide receiver or running back. He would be scared. Our tight, tight end could be a flex. <laughs> yes. All right. So, all right. So, let's just go in alphabetical order then. I mean, it makes sense. No one's going to take anyone's players. I mean, Colin. All right, me first. Yeah, Alexis. It'll go Alexis, me, Johnny, Christian. So Christian's last again. Um, (laughs) So Alexis, start us off. Quarterback. We'll go quarterback. We'll just go in order. My main man, Aaron Rodgers. No No other person should be picked. Is there any other person? There has to be. It's an A. I just right away I thought Aaron Rodgers, and I knew that was my guy. Alex Smith, no love. Yeah, Alex, uh, <laughs> check down Alex to the same amount of Super Bowls. Oh, God. All right, Jeez. so for me, I'm taking Superman. I'm taking Cam Newton, my boy. I got to admit, Johnny, Carson Wentz was right above him right here. But 
I mean, I'm going off Cam's 2018 numbers from when he was healthy, and I'm just loving what I'm seeing. Jay Sanders? Who's the quarterback of the Broncos right now? Drew Locke. Oh, wait, it was the one before him. All right, never mind. But Colin, I, I can understand the Cam Newton pick. Because oh, yeah. Cam Newton was special. Oh, yeah, he's very special. Before, Superman. before he got hurt, he was... He was a beast. He was the best quarterback in the NFL. All right. <laughs> All right, who's up? Johnny, you're up? Me. This guy's a cannon of an arm. 6'5". Josh Allen. Only Let's getting go. Good, baby. Huge hands. Only Josh getting... Allen? MVP. 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 Yeah, I would take Joe Flacco over Josh Allen. Nah. Josh Allen's elite. Joe, Joe Flacco's mad. Joe Flacco's neck is all messed up right now. I can't deal with that. See, that's why I didn't pick Carson. You guys are going to be surprised with who I'm going with. Nope. You know, you would think the natural choice. Can we all just... Uh, Except... Who are you picking? I'm going for the future. Kyler Murray. Oh, my God. I love right. I think he's got it. I think he's the next big thing. Did we, bur- did we like, bully you into picking him no. over Kirk Cousins? You, you, didn't even, you guys didn't even think of Kyler Murray. Well, no, I'm just saying I feel like we bullied you out of picking Kirk Cousins. No, no, no. I think Kirk Cousins is a top-ten quarterback, but I think Kyler Murray has the lot, will, at his peak, be better than Kirk Cousins was. All right, that's fair. Whatever you want to do. All right, so you're up for running back now. Oh, and one sec. We also said fantasy quarterback. Kyler Murray on the ground. All right, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Fantasy points. But uh, running back, I think, it was, I think I don't know. Let me see. So if I'm not allowed to take a little Mac, which I don't quite understand, then uh, I have to take a criminal. I have to take a criminal because he is just too damn good. Mr. Kareem Hunt. <laughs> He's the best kicker in the NFL. <laughs> I got to take him. He's the only other option. I don't know another running back in the start of the decay besides God. All right. Wait, he's on the Browns now too, isn't he? The Browns are going to be yeah. so good this year. I don't know why they're being so they underrated. Hunt and Nick Chubb, so. They're going to be so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm ashamed to say it, to pick it, but it's the only option. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Johnny, running back. Go ahead. Running back, I'm going to take uh, Joe Mixon. All right. Uh, Pretty easy there. Fun fact, I've had him on my fantasy team a number of years in a row, and he always fails me. He gets traded by week five. All right, Alexis, you're up. <laughs> Easiest pick. I hate to do it to you, Christian. Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Good Probably Good feels guy. like a punch in the gut, right, Christian? <laughs> I'm just glad he's on the team. MD Peterson. MD Peterson, 2012. God. That was one of the best years of my life. <laughs> and they still didn't get a Super Bowl out of it, but okay, we'll move on. Yeah, Ponder had a quarterback. Quarterback. That's who. That's who. You should, that's who Muller should have taken. Christian Ponder. <laughs> Christian Ponder. God. I, I feel like the only person that is logical to pick here at running back is Mister Christian McCaffrey. There's no other person to pick here. Easily the best running back last year. So. Second best. I have to agree. Easy pick. Yep. Easy pick. Solid pick, Colin. Second best running back. I don't hate you. I fucking hate you. All right. I would, so I love a right now. my wide receiver that I'm going to take is Cooper Cup. So, solid pick, Colin. Yeah. I don't trust white wide receivers. There's a lot of there's yeah there's a lot <laughs> oh, of yeah. diversity on your team, Colin. <laughs> but I mean there's there's Chris Godwin. I mean he's yeah. How do you not take Godwin? Yeah. He's my next pick. Uh, none of yeah. none of you can take him. <laughs> none of you can take him. 
That's yeah, not written I down now. I see what kind of players you like, Mullen. What do you mean? I took Cam Newton first, and then I took these two next. I'm taking Chris Godwin. I'm t- All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Alexis. Me? Wait. Uh, what position is it? Wide receiver. I'm going with my man. You all know who he is. Antonio Brown. My team is loaded. I would agree. I that actually is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, um. All right. Uh, Christian, go ahead. Or Johnny? No, it's Johnny. Uh, Christian, don't go. Or else we'll put an asterisk next to you again. All right. My next pick at wide receiver is Julio Jones. Back in his prime, best receiver in the league. I don't even know if in his prime. But all right, Christian, you're hey, up. Bound to an argument. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, respe- respectfully so, but I can't think of. Other quality receivers with the J, so. Christian, right. go ahead. I'm going to go with the guy with <clears throat> back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons who led the NFL in touchdowns last year from the Detroit Lions, Mr. Kenny Galladay. Solid check, Christian. As an all-time wide receiver? Boo. <laughs> Yeah, you just said you told us to do current right before we did this. Yeah. I all time. I like all time. I, I said current. If we did all time, then my list would have been solid. We'll do that next week. All uh, right, next Christian. time we do five for five. Yeah, Christian flex. So in the past three seasons, there's only six wide receivers in the entire NFL who had a thousand or more receiving yards every single season. And with averaging over 100 receptions per year. Dude, why can't you just ever say it? Used to be Chargers. No, LA Chargers, Mr. Keenan Allen. That was loud. I like, I like the pick. Close, close call taking I got Kyle Rudolph as my flex. I really what thought, oh. I'm surprised you didn't take one Vikings player. Yeah. Half your roster starts with a K. I, I didn't want them <laughs> to be criticized by you guys, to be honest. All right, that's uh, fair. I respect them too much to have you guys be talking shit about them. God, for, <laughs> God forbid if Kirk Cousins uh, doesn't have fans. He says, oh, it's refreshing to play without fans, but whatever. Do you know what Kirk Cousins said in response to Drew Brees? No, what did he say? I'll kneel with my brothers at the start of this season. Okay, I can respect that. He stands I, by I, I can respect that. You don't get it. You don't got to. You don't got to get yourself in a little tizzy. All, All right, Johnny, let's go. Flex. James Conner. No hesitation. All right, fair. Alexis? Mari Cooper. Yes. Hey. <laughs> My team hey. is loaded. This team is going to destroy all of us. No way. His team actually destroyed all of us. Amari, Antonio Brown, and Adrian Peterson. All in their prime? That's pretty scary. Yeah, so, I mean, my team probably can compete with his most, and I'm taking with my flex the best wide receiver that's going to play this next season, Chris Godwin. You're telling me that he had 1,000-plus yards, nine touchdowns, 71.1% completion percentage, and now he gets to play with Tommy and not a blind quarterback in James? 
there's too many guys getting Chris is going to be his best target, and they're going to run it to the Super Bowl. You didn't even know who it was <laughs> 10 minutes ago. You should, yeah, have, you should have made him your wide receiver. You, you made him your flex. You minimized him. No, I gave him a super position by putting him with one out of four letters instead of two. You didn't, know who he was. you didn't even know who he was. It's okay. Yeah, I did. It's okay, Mullet. You were in Europe for half a year. How do you even know your team? <laughs> Isn't that shocking that I knew who it was? You were looking these people up before we started during the show. <laughs> well, because you probably had Kirk Cousins, and when I said that, you started typing probably. You're probably like, oh, I wanted to quote Warner, actually. <laughs> All right, well, kicker. So here's the thing. The only, When I started thinking about kickers, the only one that started with a C that I knew of was Cody Parkey, just off the top of my head. Double, double but, blank. No, but here's the thing. So I look up kickers, and I click on Cody Parkey, and his face was so goddamn punchable that, like, I just could not pick him. <laughs> like, his face is one of those that you look at it, and even if you punch it, you cannot fix it. So I'm going with Chris Boswell from Pittsburgh. He went 29 of 31 and 28 of 28. He's a beast. He's low-key a beast. He's not. I don't know. His numbers say otherwise. Alexis, close this out. Adam Vinicieri or whatever the hell's that last name. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good kicker. You don't even know how to pronounce his freaking last name, but oh, he's a solid kicker. Oh, Adam. I'm uh, sorry. I'm not an expert on the NFL kickers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny. Funny. But I, I complete my team, and I believe I will mop the floor with all of your teams. I picked just one you the whole thing. Just going to fly out say it. Minutary hasn't made a 50-plus yard field goal in, what, four years? All right. Yeah, and he's also year. like 50. Yeah, but also, <laughs> but also my kicker that I'm going to pick is the best kicker in the league, hands down. You can't yeah, even yeah. debate this with me. Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. It's already been known. Thank you, Mr. Calderon. However, my pick is what is going to uh, win. Blair Walsh. Blair Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> my pick is, uh, even though he I made ice in his veins. down two possessions, my kicker converted two onside kicks in a row. Why three and one Mr. Koo Young Hu Young Hyung. <laughs> you couldn't even say his name. Who is this? He's a kicker. He's a kicker for the Falcons. The only kicker in the modern era to convert three onside kicks in one game. Mr. Koo Young Ho. Young something. Young what? Young you don't even know his name. Nope. <laughs> but he's converted <laughs> three <laughs> Kickers, man. We have one guy who doesn't know one of the legendary <laughs> kickers. We got you not able to say the guy's name. Oh my god. What a finish to the show. That was good. That was a good 5-for-5. That, five five that was an though. interesting 5-for-5, five five, Mullet. It wasn't one of our competitive ones, but it was interesting to see who and how all these teams shaped up, to be honest. Disappointed Khalil Mack doesn't count as a flex. The guy can play any position. <laughs> In what world will Khalil Mack be a running back? I just want to check. Has Khalil Mack... Khalil Mack could absolutely be a fullback and dominate. Yeah, Full but why would he switch when he's the best player ever, probably? I don't know. I'm just saying that Khalil Mack could easily be a fullback and a D-end at the same time. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, wait, wait. Khalil Mack has run two-point conversions for the Chicago Bears as a running back. I bet. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do he, that? He, he, did one, he did one against Philly in the playoffs, but he, he, didn't, get it, he didn't get the ball, obviously. But. I'm telling you, Khalil Mack could be the best fullback in the game if he really put his mind to it. So why was I not allowed to take him? 
Because well. he, he's just not a fullback. But he plays it. Sometimes. He's just not a fullback. It's like <laughs> it's like when you move Kirk Cousins out and you guys would do a wildcat if that ever happened. You can't just say Kirk Cousins is also your wide receiver because that just wouldn't make sense at all. He also wouldn't be a good wide receiver. Exactly. <laughs> but, all right. That was a good show. Boys, see you Sunday. We'll be back. Episode, but Christian and Alexis, get ready for the race. You got 16 days. Yeah, start getting your videos together and um, actually try and, like... Sure to get my curls in. Yeah, try and do, like, one run How quick every two weeks. steroids become effective? Steroids are legal. All right, we'll make steroids legal. We'll make growth enhance like all that stuff is legal. Tomorrow will they affect me? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. They got it. They got it. Where you're gonna work out? But sure. <laughs> if you take, them, you don't work out. You're just gonna get fat. What if I shoot up my legs? Just take rabies. There you, there you go. <laughs> all right, we'll all see right, you. Have a good right, one. Peace out, boys. Nice seeing you.